Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Hey everybody, as you've probably heard me plug on Remember the Game, we have a Patreon full of hundreds of extra podcasts, and the library over there has gotten so big that I figured I'd start giving away a free episode of Expansion Pass every month right here on the Remember the Game feed. If you enjoy this episode and want more, subscriptions start at just $2, and you get a new Expansion Pass ad-free every Thursday. We also have a gaming news show called Game Patch every Friday, my vlogging podcast The Rambling Idiot every Tuesday, and a bi-weekly Simpsons show called purple monkey dishwasher hosted by me and former hall of famer mark McHugh every second monday this specific episode is expansion pass number 124 my 10 favorite games i've discovered since starting remember the game and it originally aired on august 17th of 2022 thanks for listening to the episode and i hope you enjoy this free episode of expansion pass let's go still one of my favorite songs in the history of video games and i know i can't remember if that's the one but somebody was asking me about some of the music i use on games or on these podcasts if you didn't know that is the runaway five from earthbound and i have another song from earthbound i use all it just look up the earthbound soundtrack chances are if there's a song you really like that i use it's from the earthbound soundtrack because it's so good uh what's up everybody welcome to the 124th edition of remember the game expansion pass it is one of our patreon exclusive weekly podcasts here at remember the game industries my name is adam blank and if you're hearing my voice watching my voice perhaps checking my voice out live on a stream at some point you've decided to throw a couple of bucks of your hard-earned pennies at me and my dog and my girlfriend and um I don't think there's anything else. I mean, there's probably a couple of spiders or something living in my house, but basically just at the three, at my family, at my bank account, you decided to support us on Patreon. And if that is the case from the bottom of my clogged cell, my salt clog, my sodium clogged heart. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate it. And this week, uh, we're doing an old school ranking episode. We haven't done one of these in a while now. And for the record, a couple people have asked me, why don't you do more ranking episodes? I'm running out of things I can rank. There's other things I want to rank. I'd, I'd love to do the Zeldas at some point. I'd love to do the Resident Evils. I'd love to do the Final Fantasies. But I haven't played all of the games yet. So I, I can't do them until I finish the games. And those are just some long fucking franchises to finish the games. But I am trying to do more ranking episodes. Um, And so... Uh, what I did for this week's episode, as I'm sure you know already by the title, is uh, I went back through the archives, the Remember the Game archives. I have an Excel sheet on my computer where I keep track of all my podcast uh, stats and information, which is crazy because I never used to do that. But at 210 episodes, I can't remember. Like there were multiple games as I was going through the list where I was like, I don't even remember covering that fucking game. So I went back through the list and I ranked every single video game that I have played for the first time or put any serious time into or discovered 
do to remember the game. And again, we're at 210 podcasts as of this recording. And I don't know if anyone knows this. I think most of you do. I did not grow up playing every one of these video games. We run a monthly Patreon poll where I get to play a new retro game every month that people want an episode about that I've never played. People sponsor episodes. And then I try out random uh, retro games that I've never played before. Sometimes I'll just pick a retro game that I'm interested in and I'll try it out for the first time and play it. Uh, I get a lot of comments from people that discover the podcast that are like, this dude plays a lot of video games and I have admittedly I have but I didn't play all of these as a kid so I've been wanting to do this type of a ranking episode for quite a long time now but I never thought the list would be long enough to justify like I was like if I only played like 20 games for the show and I'm gonna pick like my top 10 or whatever but when I sat down to do my ranking this week I went back to the archives 53 games 53 retro games that I have played for the first time for this podcast. So I I had more than enough to pick from. Uh, of those, I had to pick a top 10. And getting that list down to like my top 20, 25 was fairly easy. But trying to sort it into a top 10 was fucking hard. For the record, I am not going to reveal the entire list of 53. Because maybe at some point, a 10 worst retro games I've ever or that I've, I've discovered due to the podcast is a possible episode, but I will count down what my top 10 were, explain why they're ranked where they are. I asked all of you as well, what's your favorite game that you've discovered thanks to Remember the Game? And we had about 80 replies, which was awesome. And they weren't all Slay the Spire, although a lot of them were, but there were a whole bunch of games, so I'm going to get through a few of those as well. And we'll get to all that in a couple of minutes, because as you know, part of your Patreon perk is a peek past the podcast here at Remember the Game. So if you just want to sign this NDA and leave your phone with security, I will show you what has been going on around here over the last week or so um there's really not too much it's just been plugging away at episodes we're moving as i'm recording this i'm recording it earlier than i normally do ever since i started offering live uh recording streams uh for rambling idiot expansion pass and game patch they've traditionally happened at 1 p.m mountain and i've been talking about doing this for a while and i moved them up i'm recording this at noon mountain i'll be doing the same thing with game patch tomorrow we'll see how it works if things don't go wrong um and i can't imagine they will and if this all works out well uh this will be the new recording time for these episodes for the people that come by and watch the live streams uh if you just listen to the audio afterwards or watch the videos after it's not gonna matter it's you're still going to get them. Uh, somebody asked me, when do they go live? All of my podcasts, all four of them, I usually upload at 11 p.m. the night before they go live. So, like, remember the game goes live on Wednesdays. I upload it at 11 p.m. Mountain on Tuesday night, which is 1 a.m. Eastern, Wednesday morning. That's usually when all my podcasts go live. But assuming this works... Uh, I'm going to be doing this from now on because then that'll give me an opportunity Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday to hop on Twitch by about two o'clock, which is what I'm shooting for to try to get on there three or four days a week at 2 PM and just have a couple hours to plug away at my backlog. Cause I am slowly teaching myself how to get more efficient with my time. And, uh, I'm never going to get caught up either way, but I'm trying my best to get more caught up. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested, twitch.tv slash member the game assuming I don't have comedy obligations or, you know, like dentist appointments or anything crazy like that. Uh, I'm shooting to, to be on stream two or three days a week, uh, minimum at, at 2 PM. So if you're interested in that, uh, if you're wondering what I'm playing for the podcast right now, you guys get the sneak peek here on the Patreon exclusive shows. I'm currently playing a bard's tale. It's pretty, it's, it's very, uh, charming. I think the gameplay is kind of meh, but the writing is fucking hilarious. So I'm playing that right now. I finished Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. I finished it. I rage quit that game three times, but I stuck with it and finished it. Uh, I have a lot to say about that motherfucker. So that episode is coming up in the next few weeks. I have Half-Life, the original Half-Life, installed on my computer uh, as that one this month's or last month's Patreon poll. So I'll be diving into that in the coming days. And once I have a couple of those off my list, it's Grand Theft Auto 4, which is another sponsored episode that's coming up. And then whatever wins this month's Patreon poll, which will be going live next week. Because if you didn't know, we have moved the Patreon polls from the beginning of the month to the end of the month. So anybody that signs up during the month gets an opportunity to suggest games for them and vote in them. So that should be good. Uh, tentatively, we have episodes of Remember the Game planned for Wave Race 64, Odd World Abe's Odyssey, Metroid for the NES, Altered Beast for the Genesis, and Silent Hill 3. Those are all games in hopefully 
that will make up a majority of the next six or seven weeks as long as I can get them done. It's just finding recording times that work for both my friends and me is getting harder, especially because a lot of my friends have kids and school is right around the corner. So they're trying to get them ready for school. And my comedy schedule picks up again in September. So our scheduling can get a little bit hairy. If you're wondering why sometimes it takes me longer than other times to churn out like a Patreon poll winning episode or a sponsored episode or whatever, uh, sometimes it's just a matter of finding a time that works for both a friend of mine and me to sit down and record the episode. But those are all episodes that we've got in the slow cooker that we're working on right now. And uh, like I said, I have been streaming more. My goal is to continue to stream more often on Twitch. So thank you to everyone that's been coming by. I really enjoy doing it. It's a different beast. I'm slowly learning what I can and can't stream without having stuff ruined or stuff that'll make me angry. Uh, we're averaging around 40 viewers a stream now, which is fucking wild like i'm 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 really happy with that and i'm the type of person that once i start to see a little bit of progress i get obsessed with it like i was the same way with stand-up i was the same way with this podcast um anytime i i start working on something and i start to see that snowball rolling i just have to fucking push it down the hill and see how big that snowball can get and i'm starting to see a little bit of uh traffic over on twitch and that gets me a little bit hot and horny so uh, my goal is to try to get on there i would love to get on there five days a week five times a week i don't know what five days those are um but that is something i would like to do just because it's not about the subs like i know that some of you throw me subs on twitch which is great i'm very appreciative even if a lot of you just throw me your amazon prime sub i appreciate it never feel any kind of obligation i don't want to be that guy who's like I need, you know like fucking dark side feel like i need more subs guys i I'm, I'm broke and I need, like, I don't, you're welcome to just come, you never feel an obligation to give me a dime over there. If you do, I am very humbled by it and appreciative, but I don't do it for the money. I just do it because it's, it's a way for me to work on my backlog and connect with, uh, I feel so weird calling you my fans. I don't, I never say that. If you listen, I very rarely call you. I say we have the best listeners in the world. We have a great community. I call you the hot dogs. I feel weird saying the fans because I, I know that some of you are, but I feel so I feel very weird saying that. So I'm just going to say I just like hanging out with the community, with the listeners, with the dogs. So, uh, yeah, again, twitch.tv slash member the game. I'm really going to make a conscious effort to try to level that motherfucker up while I can. And uh, I think. Yeah, I think that's everything that's going on around here. I think that's pretty caught up oh one last thing i guess most of you aren't watching the video episode video version of this so you can't see what i'm pointing at i finally got around to framing some posters that listeners have sent me i have this dope echo the dolphin poster and i have this rad know your foe mega man poster that shows every mega man boss from uh the first 10 yeah the first 10 mega man games and i fucking love both those posters i just have to find somewhere to hang them um a lot of people send me stuff to hang in my office and like trinkets and stuff to put in my office i'm very grateful I'm not necessarily saying stop. I am just warning you. I'm running out of real estate. So just if you send me something big, I'm running out of room in here. That's all I'm trying to say. I mean, it's not necessarily. I really just asked for a postcard or a letter. Just something little. Let me know where you're listening. I'll write you back. We'll be friends. But if you're sending something big, just don't think I'm uh, throw, you know, throwing shade your way if I don't put it up on the wall or anything. I just am running out of, a, I'm running out of real estate. But I'm grateful. Thank you. Fucking best listeners in the world. Best fans. Let's fucking say it. Best fans. That feels so weird. I don't like that. Best listeners. That's better. Anyways, I've rambled far longer than I intended to for this intro. So let's, uh, let me shut my mouth. Well, I guess I'm not going to shut my mouth. It's a podcast. But let me stop rambling about this and ramble about something else. Let's rank some games. That's why you're here. Uh, I'm going to queue up some tunes. And for the record, the tunes that I'm queuing up right now are not from one of my top 10 games that I've played for the podcast. Because that would be a massive spoiler but i am gonna fade out play some awesome music and then when it stops i'll count down the top 10 retro games i've played since i launched remember the game I'm going to start saying the game that the music's from because I know some people have been asking me like, oh, like what music is that? What music is that? So like, and I can and like for the record, there is no definitive list of like what music I use on every episode. I just kind of randomly pick songs that I like. Uh, but in case you're wondering, that was from Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. That, that game 
fuck me, that game is good. I've been thinking about doing a ranking episode. Oh, excuse me. I've been thinking about doing a ranking episode of the Donkey Kong Country games. I don't want to do all the Donkey Kong games because I haven't played all of his arcade spinoffs. I haven't played the Donkey Kong versus Mario. I haven't played Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Uh, but I've been thinking about just ranking the Donkey Kong like country style games. And uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 is just like, man, I don't even know. Like the original Donkey Kong Country is fire. Donkey Kong Country 2 is great. Donkey Kong Country Returns is awesome. Tropical Freeze is sick. Really, the only Donkey Kong game I've played that I don't like is Donkey Kong 64. And I'm sorry, because I know some of you love Donkey Kong 64. I fucking hate that goddamn game. But anyway, who knows? Maybe I'd replay it now, and I would actually like it. But I, I digress. We're, we're just rambling about shit. Let's get into the rankings here. Uh, I should point out that this might this list, this top 10 games that I've discovered since launching Remember the Game, may not totally jive with my top 100 games of all time list that I did uh, a couple of months ago. Sue me. I'm a moody prick and my rankings change depending on my mood. Uh, I think it's pretty close. And honestly, a lot of the games in the top 20 of my top 100 list or frankly, my top 20 games that I've discovered since launching Remember the Game could flip-flop a little bit based on my mood. But I worked really hard on this list. Um, I ranked these games in terms of games that I would want to play again. That was the primary, like if I looked at it and I was like, I, I would definitely play through that game again. That was my primary factor. But I also weighed in things like how much fun I had when I played it, just how much I liked it. Uh, so apologies in advance if your favorite game or the game you voted for on a poll or maybe a game you sponsored didn't make the top 10. Uh, like I said during the intro, I had 53. I have played 53 retro games. Technically 54 because I didn't count Oddworld Abe's Odyssey on this one. Uh, although I'm sorry, Hoagie man, but Oddworld Abe's Odyssey would not have made my top 10. Um, but yeah, so like that's 54 retro games that I, I hadn't played more than a couple minutes of as a kid prior to this podcast that I've now sat down. I finished most of them or at least put a nice, uh, took a nice beefy bite out of them before I, I shut them down and recorded them on the podcast. That's fucking crazy. And that's over four years. And I didn't really start playing stuff for the podcast until about a year into the show. Jesus Christ. Plus you added modern games. I need to go outside. I'm playing too many video games. Um, so I'm going to do this as an old school countdown. Like I used to do with intro music for every single one and things like that. Uh, these are way more work to do the ranking episodes this way, but I like doing them better this way. I will mix a bunch of your picks in as well. Uh, we had over 80 comments, so I picked a dozen or so and squished them in. Apologies if I couldn't get it in, but thank you for sending them in. I love reading them. That, I love reading your comments. So never stop. Don't be discouraged if I don't pick you. There really is no method to my madness. I just slot comments in. So, uh, like I said, I am not going to reveal my entire list of 53 games. I might do a bottom 10 games at some point. And if you're listening to this as an old episode, I'm recording this episode of Expansion Pass right after Remember the Game number 210. So anything I've played in the days, weeks, months, years after Remember the Game number 210 was not eligible for this list. Maybe we'll revisit this topic someday and I'll do a revised top 10 list or something. Uh, now I do want to count down my honorable mentions. I wanted to count down my number 11 through 20. These are the games that just missed the cut. Depending on my mood, any of these could sneak into my top 10 because I really do. None of these games are bad. I really do like all of these games, but just quickly without an explanation. Uh, <laughs> number 21 was Gunstar Heroes and I really wanted to put it in my top 20. It just I like that game too much to not at least, you know, shout out its name. Number 20 on my list was Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. Number 19 was Spiral the Dragon for the PS1. Number 18 was Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I played it on the Super Nintendo. Number 17 was Shining Force for the Sega Genesis. Number 16 was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for fucking everything. Number 15 was Super Castlevania 4 for the SNES. Number 14 was Gunsmoke for the NES. And I was shocked that that game ranked as high as it did. I Anyone that was watching my playthroughs of that on Twitter, I fucking love that goddamn game number 13 was castlevania aria of sorrow for the game boy advance number 12 was final fantasy tactics number 11 the one that just made my top just missed my top 10 was shadow of the colossus love that game just couldn't quite find its way ahead of my top 10 uh, Steve Dalk wrote in and said, Gunsmoke is a fantastic little shooter I never would have discovered without this podcast. It's just challenging enough that it keeps you coming back for one more attempt. And for the record, a couple people wrote in about Gunsmoke. That warmed my heart because that's, again, I was shocked it got all the way up to 14. But I, when I remember when Holmes sponsored that episode and said we should play Gunsmoke, I was like, 
fuck okay like is anyone gonna give a fuck about this and then i started playing it and i was like this game is straight fire if i had had that game as a child i would have been obsessed with that fucking game it is awesome so uh shout out to gunsmoke and i'm glad that you discovered it from that as well steve so uh one of the coolest things about remember the game is discovering games that i would not have played without this podcast uh, like i played a lot of games growing up but i can honestly say that out of the list i just rambled off number 21 through 11 Spyro the Dragon is probably the only game that I might have gone out of my way to play at some point without Remember the Game. And most of the games I have in my top 10 on this list are the same way. I probably would not have touched them without this podcast. So while the list of games that um, we can review that on the podcast that I played as a kid has been slowly dwindling down... This this podcast has me this particular episode of, of Expansion Pass has me super excited to see what else is out there that I haven't played yet because easily one of the coolest things about this job is discovering retro games that I missed out on and like there are some fucking gems all ten of these games are fucking awesome I love all ten of these games they were all like yeah I'm so glad that I discovered them and we're gonna get this let's go I've been rambling long enough let's start my number ten number ten on my list. Of the 10 best games I've discovered since launching Remember the Game. Toe Jam and Earl for the Sega Genesis, which we covered on Remember the Game number 146. If you've not played it, I recommend you go back and listen to... I'm going to give you like a quick summation of what the game is about and why I like it so much, but I will tell you again what episode each of these were, so if you haven't listened to it yet and you want to hear more about it, check out the full episode of Remember the Game. So Toe Jam and Earl is number 10 on my list. We This was a Sega Genesis game that we reviewed on uh, Remember the Game number 146. It's very slow. I can't recommend this game to everybody. I can see how this game wouldn't melt everybody's butter. If you've never played it, you play as these two aliens, Toe Jam and Earl. I mean, you play as one of them. And basically your ship is crashed and you have to go through all these like randomly generated levels and that's what i like about it is it's a it's a roguelike it's like a rogue game and i fucking love it uh you go through all these randomly generated levels and there's tons of enemies out to kill you and you have to find all the parts of your ship that are randomly spread across random uh islands you basically start at like one level then you go in an elevator door and then it'll take you up to the next level then it'll take you up to the next level up to the next level up to the next level but you can't see what is on that island until you like on each level until you start walking around and exploring it and you really don't have any way to play deep Defense. your characters can't fight attack they can't run they move very slow which i could see turning some people off this game is fucking incredibly difficult uh but it's all random and not only are the where your ship parts uh located is not only is that random but there's gifts everywhere like wrapped presents like christmas gifts and some of them have good items in them some of them have bad items in them and you won't know what's in them every game you play until you start opening them but then once you open one you'll know what every box wrapped like that box has in it unless you find an item that randomizes what's in every fucking present again so every time you play the game it's completely different it's it's very slow i could see it not being for everybody i know after we reviewed it a few people said they tried it and couldn't get into it, but I did have other people saying they got into it like hardcore. I love it. This is easily, I don't know when I'll do it. I People have been asking me, are you ever going to count down your top 10 Genesis games? Yes, but there's a billion of them that I haven't played yet that I want to. I I would be shocked if Toe Jam and Earl doesn't find its way into my top 10 favorite Sega Genesis games. I fucking love this game. I love roguelikes. I love the music. I love the mechanics. Again, maybe it's a little slow for some of you, but if you've got a Genesis Mini, or I'm pretty sure it's on Nintendo Switch Online on the Genesis, uh, I recommend even just giving it a chance, particularly, again, if you're a fan of roguelikes, because it is so much fun, and it's fucking impossible. I came so close to beating that fucking game, and then I died, and it like ripped my heart out of my chest. I don't think I've gone back to it since that run. That took me almost two hours where I almost beat it, but I will. Someday I'll beat that fucking game. I love Toe Jam and Earl. Number 10 on my list. Lara Cross Tits wrote into us on Patreon and said, uh, the two games that I discovered thanks to this podcast are Slay the Spire and Peppa Pig. That Peppa Pig comment fucking cracked me up. And if you don't know, uh, on Game Patch, every week I give sales recommendations for each of the big three consoles. And I jokingly recommended Peppa Pig one week. And then it kind of became a meme 
uh, around here. So that that made me laugh. Slay this, uh, Lara Croft. Slay the Spire. Obviously, the unofficial official game of Remember the Game. Uh, so many people wrote in saying they discovered Slay the Spire because of me sucking that game's dick all the time. Chris Cantrell wrote in and said, "It's your goddamn fault that I'm addicted to Slay the Spire. It's such a chill game that has so much replayability. I recommend it to everyone. Me too. If you've not yet played it, for the love of God, try Slay the Spire. That game is just." fucking perfection i love that goddamn it warms my heart that i've turned so many of you on to slay the spire because it's so good everybody should be playing that fucking game uh back to my list number nine on the list of my favorite games i've discovered since launching remember the game If you don't know, that is Batman, the video game for the NES old school. We covered it back on Remember the Game number 154. Now, this is, I think it might be, I'm just quickly scrolling through the rest of my lists. I think, I think of the 10, my top 10 games, this is the only one I had played a little bit of prior to remember the game but not very much i remember playing this at my friend's house a couple of times when i was a kid and i just thought it was way too hard and i've never been the world's biggest batman fan i'm a spider-man guy i've never hidden that fact so like i thought it was okay but i didn't really play it that often uh, but then i got into this for remember the game and if you've never played it it is one of i don't give a fuck what anyone says one of the best action slash platforming games on the original nes it looks great it plays great it sounds awesome it is hard as fucking balls i've never beaten this game i can get pretty close but i haven't beaten it this is one of those ones that when i played it for the podcast i got really into it and then i was like i am gonna play this until i'm good enough to beat it and then i just kind of got busy with other things and never went back to it um I would love to get back into this game because I just think it is so much fun. As many of you know, there's exceptions to this statement because every time I say this, somebody's like, well, then why don't you play this game or this game? There are exceptions, but by and large, I really like difficult video games. Assuming they're difficult, like if it's a game I like, then I like it difficult. If it's a game I don't like, I don't give a fuck how easy or hard it is. I don't want to play it because I don't like it. But assuming I'm into your game, make it as hard as possible. And Batman is one of those games. It's tough but fair. You, it's not NES hard. It's just hard. You just need to practice. And with enough practice, you can beat that fucking game. And I love that game. Oh my, just hearing that music. There's a reason I use that music on so many episodes of the podcast because I just love it. And then it makes me think of that purple Batman and then fucking the dark screens. And just, Oh man, if you want to hear more about that, remember the game number 154 batman for the nes that game is fucking fine i'm gonna beat that fucking game someday mark my fucking words someday i will if you're hearing this you're probably a gamer and for our kind nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files have you ever experienced the loss of a save file it's soul crushing dozens maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that but at the end of the day it's a video game it matters but Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. 
CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Uh, Jake Carter wrote in and said, Cyber Shadow has become one of my favorite games of all time, and I wouldn't even have heard of it if it wasn't for you, Mr. Blank. I'm praying for a sequel. Yes, Jake, fuck yeah. Cyber Shadow is the bee's knees. That game, uh, I don't know if it's... Apologies to PlayStation or Nintendo fans if it's on there. I don't know. I played it on Game Pass on my Xbox, but it was designed by one person, very much a Ninja Gaiden-style throwback. You guys know I love those fucking indie games that look like old retro-style games. Uh, one of only two games that I have gone out of my way to 100%. Um, I know there's no technical term for a platinum trophy on the Xbox, but I got every achievement. One of only two games that I've gotten every achievement for on my Xbox was Cyber Shadow. That game, I fucking love... Oh, the only reason I don't still play it is because I 100%ed it. I was like, I've literally done everything. I've beat it without dying. I beat it under three hours. I've done everything. But Cyber Shadow is fire. I'm glad somebody else appreciates the genius of that game. And speaking of games that I've 100%ed on my Xbox, I said there's two. One is Cyber Shadow. Tennessee Bottle wrote in about the other one. Tennessee said, easy, nobody saves the world. I listened to your review on it, and the next day I downloaded it from Game Pass, and I was hooked. The way you can customize and mix and match attacks for each character is awesome. It's the right balance of difficulty that makes you want to pull your pubes out, but keep coming back for more. That must be a Tennessee phrase pull your pull your pubes out uh but yeah nobody saves the world is fire i did review it on expansion pass i can't think of which episode it was um that is actually a front runner for my game of the year right now i don't imagine it's going to hold on to that title by the end of 2022 but it is easily a top three game for me in 2022 so far i only other game that I got, I rarely go after achievements or trophies. I'm like, my backlog's long. I beat a game, and then instead of New Game Plus, I usually want to move on to the next game. Nobody Saves the World fucking hooked me. I love the combat. I love the graphics. I love the music. Uh, you can hear more about it if you're interested. Just go back and find my expansion pass review. That game is so, so fucking good. And it's very, very hard, which I love. I love those tough games. I don't think it's impossibly tough. That game will fuck you up, and that's what I like. Speaking of games that will fuck you up, if I'm not mistaken... Uh no okay one two never mind I was like I, I was like is this the only game on the list I haven't beaten but then I look back and I was like wait I didn't beat number ten or number nine so this is by far not the only game on the list that I've never beaten but this is maybe the game that I want to beat the most on this list haven't and I don't know if I ever will number eight on my ten games my ten favorite I gotta figure out a smoother way to say that number eight on my list of games I've discovered since launching remember the game. <laughs> Even that music, I can feel my heart beating faster. Uh, if anyone watched my streams of that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Number eight on my list is Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the SNES, which we reviewed on Remember the Game number 181. This game... Oh, I used to see this game pop up on so many lists of the best Super Nintendo games of all time, and I always kind of rolled my eyes and thought it looked kind of generic and just normal and nothing special about it and then i finally played it and i don't know why people voted for this game in our patreon poll i'm honestly not sure if people voted for it because they thought it was a good game or if they voted for it because they thought it would piss me off uh both were accurate i have come so fucking close to beating this goddamn game you can find a full let's play of it on my youtube channel of adam sucks at video games if you don't know you have to beat it twice and the second time you beat it you have to get this stupid special wand thing and i can get to the final level with that stupid wand and i cannot beat the second to last i can't do it and i have tried for so long i love this and despite that it, that should speak to how incredible i think this game is is despite the fact that i can't it makes me so bad 
but I just love it so much. Mizuru wrote into us and said, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I love difficult games, even if it's artificial, although Super Ghouls and Ghosts isn't completely artificially difficult. It does have hidden chests that make the game much easier to clear. Did you know in the first level you can obtain gold armor practically 30 seconds in due to the hidden chests? I did not know that, but I did as I played it slowly learn more about the hidden chests. My only problem is I can't I can't beat the fucking... I can get to the, the second... So like the final boss of the seventh level with that magic wand, with gold armor, I just can't beat him with that stupid wand. Without that wand, I could beat him no problem. I can't beat him with that fucking wand. This is certainly not a game for everybody. This game is ridiculously difficult. It'll crush your soul, but I love it. I love the graphics, the music. I like the way it plays. I think it's tough, but mostly fair. Um, I think the way they hid that stupid fairy key bracelet thing you need to beat the game is kind of stupid but i still love i i adore super ghouls and ghosts and if i ever uh revisit my list of favorite snes games ever super ghouls and ghosts will make like my top 20 favorite snes games and i i i always thought that i played most of the best games on the super nintendo act razor has always been the one snes game that i felt i missed out on uh but super ghouls and ghosts it turns out was another one because that game fucking spits fire i love super ghouls and ghosts number eight on my list remember the game number 181 if you're interested uh number seven on my list of my favorite games i've discovered since launching remember the game is Final Fantasy V Advance. For the Game Boy Advance, we covered this thing back on, remember the game, number 149. Now, here's the thing. When I was working through my list of games that I've discovered since I started the show, I realized that there's like three and a half Final Fantasy games on it. There's the original Final Fantasy for the NES. There's Final Fantasy V Advance. There's Final Fantasy VIII. And then technically there's Final Fantasy X. I did play X as a kid when it came out, but I never finished it. So I went, so like three and a half, because I, I could have reviewed it without going back to it, but I replayed it for this podcast. Uh, Final Fantasy I was fine. Final Fantasy VIII, I like a lot more than most people like Final Fantasy VIII, but neither one even sniffed on the doorstep of my top 10. Neither did Final Fantasy X. But Final Fantasy V Advance is just fucking oh i guess final fantasy tactics too but whatever final fantasy 5 advance is so fucking good i so i've always said my top three final fantasy games are nine four and six maybe not in that order but those are my top three final fantasy 5 is in that conversation i'd have to really think about where i would slot it in it's got those snes style 16-bit pixel art graphics that i just have the massivest of fetishes for but it also has this awesome job the story's almost not exist like this there's, there's a story but the story fucking sucks the job system in that game makes the fucking game it is so cool you can take your four party members assign them different jobs and then they can learn different abilities from those different jobs and then when you take that job off of them they can still use some of the abilities that they learn anyone that's played an rpg with jobs systems in it you know what i'm talking about and the fact that your party is exactly four members that was the secret sauce for me because i get overwhelmed by games like suikoden and even final fantasy 6 that's my biggest qualm with final fantasy 6 slash 3 whatever you want to call it i think it's a great game but i hate that you have so many party members because i know i can't manage everybody in the party i like that it's just four people and they're always the four in my party and i never have to fuck around and it's just so much easier like roster management that's what i'm talking about and i just i i went into that game kind of like semi rolling my eyes and being like all right well whatever it's the job i'll play it and uh by the time i was done i was like no that game fucking slaps i had a blast with final fantasy 5 advance i think i'll play it again someday i really i don't know when but i could see myself playing it again someday so i don't know how readily available final fantasy 5 is to all of you these days but if you have a chance to play it and you like rpgs from the bottom of my heart i recommend final fantasy 5 that game fucking kicks so much oh kicks so much ass the job system is so fucking good in that game uh dan s wrote in about a Final Fantasy game that he discovered due to the podcast, and it's Final Fantasy VII. I never gave it a fair shake back in the day, but after listening to your revisited Final Fantasy VII podcast, I decided it sounded like something I'd like to try again. I was not disappointed. Thanks for making me finally take the plunge. You got it. I was actually surprised that Final Fantasy VII popped up. I figured... 
I know not everybody listening to this has played Final Fantasy VII, but I kind of just figured everybody that wanted to play Final Fantasy VII had played it by now. But apparently, there was at least one out there that hadn't, and I convinced them to take the plunge, and that was Dan S. I'm glad you... Listen, I, I we've done two podcasts about Final Fantasy VII. I don't know what I can say about it that I haven't already said. I think it's really good. I do think... I don't know if I'd even call it overrated per se. I just don't like it as much as some of the other ones. It's 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 probably the most important Final Fantasy. I'll give it that. But it, it it's still good. It's still like it's probably it would probably be in my top five. It would probably be Final Fantasy four, five, six, nine, and seven. In some order of those games would probably be my top five Final Fantasies. So I'm glad that you finally discovered it, Dan. I'm glad you liked it. And if you now now that you've played it, you should play Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Because it's fucking, oh, oh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is so fucking good. Anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking about old games that I discovered since the show. We're going to keep it moving. Let's get to number six on my list of 10 retro games I discovered since launching Remember the Game. music doesn't get you fired up i don't know what will i know it's kind of kind of lame music uh it's metroid fusion for the game boy advance which we reviewed back on remember the game number 138 dude i can't believe that's almost two years ago now that's fucking crazy uh that's two gba games back to back i get asked a lot why do we don't cover more gba games and i've said before i didn't play a lot of gba in my day i think fuck i could probably count on one hand the number of game boy advance games i actually played during the Game Boy Advance's heyday. But I am slowly going back and discovering some beauties for it now. And uh, Final Fantasy VII Advance was one of them. Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, which just barely missed out my cut. That was another one of them. And Metroid Fusion is the best of the Game Boy Advance games that I've played. I fucking love that game. I 2D Metroid is fire. I haven't The only 3D Metroid game I've played is Metroid Prime, and I've never finished it. So I shouldn't sit here and say that I think 2D Metroid is definitively better than 3D Metroid. But... I'd be shocked. I like just about every... I like fucking Mario better in 2D, Donkey Kong better in 2D, Zelda better in 2D. I can't imagine a world where I don't like Metroid better in 2D, but the proof will be in the pudding that I'm apparently supposed to eat once I finally get around to playing Metroid Prime. But Metroid Fusion is fucking sick. That game is so much fun. There's like a Venom Metroid, or pardon me, Samus, like chasing you around the whole time, which is fucking crazy. I guess the one complaint you could have about Metroid Fusion is that it's a little bit linear compared to some other Metroid games, but it didn't bother me at all. And for a game that fucking released on the GBA that was handheld, obviously pre-Nintendo Switch and Metroid Dread, uh, Metroid Fusion is fucking incredible. I just... I have so many great things to say about this game. Again, remember the game number 138. If you want to hear all of them, that game fucking slaps. That was maybe one of my biggest surprises. Not for my rankings. I just didn't expect to like it as much as I did when I played it. But fucking blew my mind. It was so much, so much fun. Makes me want to play more Metroid games. Uh, So number six, Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, where were we here? Uh, Chugbaka, did I say that right? Chugbaka wrote, wrote in and said, the best game I've played because of your recommendations on Remember the Game is Hollow Knight. I got it for free way back on PS Plus and hearing you talk about it, maybe download it and give it a go. I'm still fairly new to the Metroidvania genre as the only other game I've played in this uh, era is Metroid Dread. But man, the layers to this game, the combat, bosses, music, and scenery feel like a love letter from Team Cherry. You can tell they really put a lot of time and care into this game. I can't wait for silk song and i thank you for the recommendation i'm so happy that people wrote in saying that i turned them on to hollow knight there's another one bookerman 102 said two games immediately come to mind bone storm and lee carvello's putting challenge nice pull but the other two games that come to mind are hollow knight and slay the spire neither game i'd ever heard of prior to listening to remember the game and both are now games i put dozens of hours into two amazing games thanks for hyping them up hollow knight was my game of the year years ago it is one of the best metroidvanias i've ever played it's gorgeous it's tough but fair i fucking love love that fucking video game now some of you have asked me why haven't you reviewed hollow knight on expansion pass i played it before i'd ever launched expansion pass and i played through it once and it was great i don't think i could do it justice in a full review without replaying it and that's a long pretty tough video game so never say never about an expansion pass review of hollow knight but it's not anything that's in my immediate cards just because I don't really have time to replay it. Um, I guess if you want a very short review, I'd give Hollow Knight like a 9, 9.5 out of 10. 
It is. Just, I can't recommend it across the board because I think it'd be too tough and too frustrating for some people, and you might get lost. But if you're into those types of games, fuck, Hollow Knight's one of the best Metroidvanias I've ever played. It is so, so fucking good. I love that game. So there's your Hollow Knight review. 9.5 out of 10. That game fucking slaps. And it's on everything. So highly, 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 highly recommend you give it a chance. And I'm glad that was another one. After Slay the Spire, I would say Hollow Knight is probably the game I got the most write-ins about, saying that I turned people on to it. So that makes me happy. That warms my heart. That's good stuff. Uh, back to my list. We are into the top five. All five of these games are out fucking standing. And uh, let's get her going here. The number five, my... my Fuck, I still haven't figured out how I'm going to say this smoothly. My fifth favorite game that I've discovered since launching Remember the Game. Do you know what game that is? Can you play it? I'm sure some of you can place it. Some of you are probably like, what the fuck is that? What game is that? What game is it? It's for the Nintendo 64? It's a racing game. It stars a monkey and a clock with a face. I fucking hate that clock. It's Diddy Kong Racing for the Nintendo 64, which we covered on Remember the Game number 171. Uh, I've never hidden the fact that I don't love racing games, but I do love kart racers. I don't like simulation-y racing games that much. Although Need for Speed Most Wanted ended up slotting in around my mid-20s, I think, on this list. I, Need for Speed Most Wanted was a lot of fun. But I don't know if you'd call that a simulation-y game. More, like, it's not like a Gran Turismo or anything. But I've never been into like car racers. I've always loved kart racers. But the only kart racers I've ever played, really, are the Mario Kart ones. I think I played this like crappy animal kart racer when I was a kid on my computer. It fucking sucked. I've never played the original Crash Team Racing, although it is on my list of games that I want to get around to. Maybe that would make a good Remember the Game. The top 10 retro games I want to get to. Oh, I might keep that in my back pocket. That could be a fun episode. Crash Team Racing would be on that list. I really want to play it. I have played the remake or the modernized one that Nitro Fueled. Fucking loved it. Much more strategic than Mario Kart. And then I, I played Diddy Kong Racing after I won our Patreon poll. And despite my not loving the Nintendo 64, I love this fucking game. It played great. It looked great. It sounded great challenging i never played the multiplayer modes because i played it here by myself on my nintendo 64 because i don't have any friends or only one controller and only one controller uh but i was impressed i was like a lot of people say that diddy kong racing stands up to or maybe even is better than mario kart 64 and i would have called that a blasphemous take until i actually played diddy kong racing and now I think I still slightly prefer Mario Kart 64, but I would never slap somebody for saying it. I'm like, that's a totally reasonable take. It's definitely on the same level as Mario Kart 64. The only real beef I got with Diddy Kong Racing is that I think most of the characters in our Diddy Kong uh, fucking suck. Whereas I think Mario Kart obviously has you know, all the staple characters that we know and love. I don't want to fucking race as a stupid alligator with headphones. But but still, uh, yeah, Diddy Kong Racing fucking slaps. It's so much fun. I love that you can use three different vehicles. You can hear all about it on Remember the Game number 171 if you're interested. Highly recommend that game. So, so fucking good. I could not... I When all of you, when all of you were saying it was as good or better than Mario Kart, I was like, you're all fucking crazy and you're going to hate me when I rip all over this game. But then I played it and I was like, no, that is about as good as Mario Kart. Fair enough. I will shut my mouth. You all know what you're talking about. So number five on my list from episode 171, Diddy Kong Racing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times, 
It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Mike Snelling wrote into us and said, I started playing MLB The Show 22 because of how you raved about it. I'm not normally a baseball video game person, but the game itself is beautiful. I only play Road to the Show as a pitcher because I'm really bad at hitting. It's complicated enough to keep me interested, and it still feels good to get a strikeout on a fading slider outside of the zone. I'm already playing through my third season in the major leagues, and I've won the World Series once. Well, first of all, congratulations on winning the World Series. And second of all, congratulations on discovering MLB The Show because I've said it countless times, and I will continue to say it, despite the fact that i don't play all the modern sports games mlb the show is the best modern sports game in existence and i'll die on that hill i just think people shit all over madden people have started to turn on nba 2k nhl some people always complain about it mlb the show is mlb the show it is i now i will say i do think baseball as a sport translates better into a realistic video game than anything with collision like football and hockey i've never played a basket i don't play anything for basketball so i can't speak to how well basketball translates into a video game but baseball translates into video games so perfectly and road to the show is just cash money that's the only mode i play as well a lot of you have asked me if i'll play mlb the show with you Sorry, but I don't really play it a lot anymore because I've kicked my addiction to it. And when I do play MLB The Show, I just like Road to the Show so I can rip through a season as quickly as possible. But I, yeah, fuck yeah, Mike. Congratulations on your World Series victory and welcome to the world of MLB The Show. So, so fucking good. Speaking of so, so fucking good, my number four game on my list of the top 10 titles I've discovered since launching Remember the Game... Oh, motherfucking Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis, which we covered back on Remember the Game number 151. If that music seemed a little quieter than the other ones, for some reason that music is like super loud. So I had to turn it down uh, for the recording and then it might have seemed a little bit quieter. So if it was, it's on me because I suck at this, but also it's on the game because the music was really loud. Uh, This game, so I wasn't super interested in playing Streets of Rage 2 until I played Streets of Rage 4. And once I played, because like beat-em-ups are fine, but beat-em-ups, in my opinion, have always been kind of a dime a dozen. Like it's, you know, the Turtles ones are fun. River City Ransom was cool. Scott Pilgrim versus the World is very good. But like, it's a lot of just mashing buttons, right? We all know what beat-em-ups are. When I played Streets of Rage 4, not only the graphics, the art style, the, the, the soundtrack, everything, I was obsessed with how well it played and the strategy that went into a classic beat-em-up game. There's so many layers of like, depth to it and the different like um, approaches you need to take to fighting different enemies and throwing enemies into each other and what a, what a big advantage that is. And like These games are super tough but super, super fucking fun to play. And once I got obsessed with Streets of Rage 4, I was like, well, now I got to see where the fuck this started so i got around to playing streets of rage 2 and that's i haven't beaten that one yet either but uh it is the streets of rage games are the best beat-em-ups i've ever played i think streets of rage 4 is the best single beat-em-up i've ever played it's not really fair to compare it to streets of rage 2 because they're you know like 25 years apart and on different hardware but i played streets of rage 2 on my genesis classic and i was like this is almost as good as streets of rage 4 but it's way older it is so good it is definitively d Definitively, at this point, my favorite Sega Genesis game. And it's not even close. I like Gunstar Heroes. I like Toe Jam and Earl. They cannot touch Streets of Rage 2. I fucking love this goddamn game. If they made Streets of Rage annualized, I would be all over that. Like, oh my god, I fucking love these games. Streets of Rage 2 is... is the best retro beat-em-up I've ever played. And it is still, despite being as old as it is, one of the best beat-em-up games I've ever played, period. So much fun. Music's great. Graphics are great. Control's great. Difficulty, so fucking good. You can hear me suck that game's dick for a solid hour on Remember the Game episode 151, if you're interested. Streets of Rage 2, so fucking good. Uh, Sharonic 
wrote into us on Patreon and said, I didn't necessarily discover this game because of your podcast, but I picked up Tetris 99 to start participating in Tetris Tuesdays, which if you don't know is something I do over on Twitch. Not every week. I was for a while. Now I just do it when I when the mood strikes me. But yes, I know for a fact that I've gotten some people in this community hooked on Tetris 99. Yeah, buddy. Like Super Mario 35 died as it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have. But Tetris 99 is alive and well because so many people understand that it's probably the greatest version of Tetris ever fucking released. I love that goddamn game. And Lord Finish wrote in and said Shovel Knight. Hands down. What a treat. A couple of you wrote in about Shovel Knight. That warms my heart. I believe there's an old school episode of the Top Secret pod, like a Top Secret episode. If you don't know, that's what I used to call Expansion Pass before I actually did a weekly episode of Expansion Pass. I would do a monthly show called the Top Secret Episode. Uh, where I would review a modern game, and I'm 90% sure we have an episode about Shovel Knight. Uh, One of the best video games I've ever played. Four incredible retro indie-style platformers. They draw inspiration from Mega Man, Mario 3, Duck Hunt, or pardon me, DuckTales, Zelda 2. Fucking so good. So fucking good. I, I, like, 10 out of 10, Shovel Knight. Those games are fire. So fuck yeah, Lord Finish. You're welcome. And I'm glad you enjoyed... Shovel Knight, the game fucking slaps. All those games fucking slap. Uh, we're into my top three. And admittedly, I would say Streets of Rage 2 was the cutoff. I really, really, really wanted to put Streets of Rage 2 into my top three. But there's just three games that I think I liked a little bit more. Uh, so I'm going to go to them now, uh, as you could probably guess. We're at number three, my bronze. The bronze medal for the top ten games I've discovered since launching Remember the Game. I, the problem with games like Metroid and horror games is that the music isn't really that fire you up. So I know it's kind of a like, wah, wah. Uh, it's Resident Evil 2 for the original PlayStation, which we covered back way back on Remember the Game number 111. I had never played Resident Evil 2 as a kid. I played a little bit of Resident Evil, a little bit, but Resident Evil 4 was my introduction to that series. And then I played 5 and then I tried to play 6 and it fucking sucked. Um, and then I slowly started catching up on the franchise and I can't believe that I become a full blown resident evil fan, but I have, I, that's another franchise. I really want to do a ranking episode of resident evil. I just need to play. Um, I, I technically could rank resident evil one through eight right now, but I want to play resident evil one remake. I'd like to play resident evil zero. I have a couple more titles. I want to cross off my list before I do a definitive ranking of the resident evil games. Uh, resident evil two remake isn't just one of the best games that I've played since launching this podcast. If you listen to my top 100 games of all time, Resident Evil 2 Remake is just one of my favorite video games of all time. It's just, it is borderline perfect. But the original Resident Evil 2 on the PS1, in my opinion, is still by far the best of the original Resident Evil trilogy. Um, If I had to rank, I think the only Resident Evil games that I've played right now that I would put ahead of it are the remake, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 7, and maybe Resident Evil 8, like Village. But, like, the original Resident Evil 2 is very, very, very fucking good. I see why everybody loves it so much now. I see why it's one of the highest rated. Uh, Fucking game is awesome. It's just, yeah. I Like, I mean, if you've never played it, I'd probably recommend... Well, I recommend playing both. It's almost like Final Fantasy 7 to Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Like, that's almost how big of jump. It, it, it is about the same jump. Resident Evil 2 on the PS1 has the tank controls and the stuck camera and the blocky look at people. Resident Evil 2 Remake just plays like a phenomenal third-person shooting video game. They're, they're both excellent. I'd probably recommend trying the original before you play the remake just so you can see how much it's been improved. Both of them are worth your time. Resident Evil 2, I, I so... I really did flip-flop on whether I wanted to put Streets of Rage 2 or Resident Evil 2 in the fourth and third spot. And I mean, you know what? Like, I'm already like, ah, should I put Streets of Rage 2 ahead of it? Like, it's they're basically tied. I just, you know, that's lame. I had to rank one ahead of the other, so I'm going with Resident Evil 2. But Resident Evil, yeah, they're both great. Resident Evil 2 is so good. Again, I remember the game number 111, if you're interested. Slick Rick wrote into us and said, Dead Cells, outstanding recommendation on your part, Blank. I've poured over 100 hours in this little gem. I went from never really trying a roguelike to beating this game on the hardest difficulty, possibly one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, Dead Cells is fire. If you've not played it, roguelike hack and slash game, gorgeous. The combat is silky smooth. I've never beaten it. I just 
I, I was really into it for a while, and then I, I had to move on to another game and never went back. But Dead Cells is fire. And I and you know what? And Slick Rick is the one that actually was kind enough to gift me a copy of Resident Evil 2 Remake. And that's one of my favorite games ever. So we're even, Rick. We're fucking even, except I didn't buy your copy of Dead Cells. But we're even. So thanks very much, buddy. And uh, glad you liked it. So now we're into the top two. And I'm just asking right now. Could you, do you think you could guess them? Do you think you can name them? I don't think, I think most people could name one. But I don't know if you can name the other one. So I'm not going to give you any time. If you want to try to guess, you can pause the podcast. I'm just going to keep the show moving. My second favorite game that I've discovered since launching Remember the Game. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic for the original Xbox, which was covered on Remember the Game episode 98. This is a long fucking time ago. Uh, If you told me four years ago that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic would be one of my favorite games ever, I would have laughed in your face because I don't love RPGs. At that point, I didn't love Star Wars and I didn't really have any interest in going back and playing a fucking RPG about Star Wars, but I won our Patreon poll. I fired it up and I listen. Some of you have messaged me and been like, I've tried it since you started blowing it up so much. And I just can't get that into it. I get that. I get it. It is not aged super glamorously. Uh, the combat is a little bit archaic. The graphics are ugly. It's really slow to get started, but once it gets rolling, I just became completely enthralled. That's to this day. And before you like start sending me messages, I know of other ones that I need to play. But as of right now, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is the only Star Wars game I've played. And uh, it almost drives me crazy that a fucking RPG got this high on this list. But I loved KOTOR that much. And I will say a big part of the reason I loved KOTOR was because of HK47, who is by far probably my favorite party member in any RPG ever. It's either him or Sid from Final Fantasy VII. I fucking love HK 47 and so like, ah, oh, fuck meat bags. I, Oh my God. I love that goddamn robot so much. Uh, I played it evil. I played on the dark side and I just had a great fucking time. I love star Wars Knights of the old Republic. And I really do want to play the second one. Um, I don't, I just, it's more just a time issue, I guess, than anything. If I ever do do an episode, we really should do that. Maybe I'll do that next month. I'll count down 10 retro games. I really do want to play at some point. Uh, KOTOR 2 probably would get on that list to definitely be knocking on the door of that list just because i want to see uh, people say it's not as good as the first one which i would probably believe as well uh but that said like the first one is like one of my favorite rpgs ever i fucking love one of my favorite xbox games ever i fucking love this goddamn game and if you've never played it and you're interested um you can get it on xbox marketplace for dirt cheap it is on the nintendo switch um, I don't know if it's on PlayStation. I, I played it on Xbox and I know it just got released on Switch. So maybe it's on PlayStation as well. Uh, just know that it's, again, it's not your classic JRPG. It's kind of slow. Maybe not for everybody, but I had a blast with it. I fucking love Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And you can hear more about that if you're interested on Remember the Game episode 98, which is over two years old now. Fuck me. Fuck, we're getting old. Uh, and that leaves one. I'm going to read one more comment from our community before I tell you what my number one game I've discovered since launching Remember the Game is. So that'll buy you a minute to think about it. I'm curious if anybody can guess what it is. Uh, Bryce Larson wrote into us and said, Dear Mr. Blank, thank you so, so, so much for turning me on to Tetris Effect. I've been a lifelong audiophile, and this may be some of the best audio design I have ever heard. I had tears in my eyes on that second-to-last level on Journey Mode. Also... Fuck you very, very much for turning me on to Into the Breach, as it has sent me running back to Tetris Effect for its warm embrace about a couple, 12 or 1300 times. Uh, both those games are fire. I've said it many times. Yeah, Tetris Effect um, is there with Tetris 99 as the two best versions of Tetris ever released. Tetris Effect is gorgeous. Best soundtrack ever. I've said it before. If you smoke pot or like pot or edibles, I mean, you can enjoy it without it, but I, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't uh, get nice and baked at least one time, turn off all the lights at night, put on some headphones, and just space out with Tetris Effect. It is almost a magical fucking experience. I love that game. So I'm glad you're enjoying it, Bryce. And fuck yeah, Into the Breach is just fire. We just reviewed that one on Remember the or Expansion Pass a couple weeks ago, if you're interested in hearing more about that. So fuck yeah. 
All right. And again, thank you to everybody that wrote in. I, I can only read so many comments. We get tons. It was really fun reading them this week because a lot of you have introduced me to games that I've fallen in love with, including all the 10 games on this list. So I'm glad that I was able to repay the favor and introduce some of you to new games that you could fall in love with as well. But let's wrap this thing up. I've bought you enough time to think about it. I don't know if anyone would have guessed. I think some of you would have guessed KOTOR. I don't know if anybody would have guessed what this number one was. I was a little shocked by it as well, but like, I just really, really, really like this fucking game. The number one game, my favorite game that I have discovered since launching Remember the Game. music even the music just puts me in a good mood uh, i'm assuming most of you know if you don't know it's banjo kazooie from the nintendo 64 and it is available on xbox on rare replay which is actually where i played it but it's banjo kazooie originally released for the nintendo 64 mark McHugh and i covered this bad boy all the way back on expansion or pardon me on remember the game episode 81 um this game shocked me because as many of you know i did not love mario 64 we called the truce when i got to play with a real controller but I didn't love Mario 64 back then. I don't love 3D platformers by and large, particularly old 3D platformers. And admittedly, had I played Banjo-Kazooie on the Nintendo 64 back in the day with that Nintendo 64 controller and everything, I don't know if it would have managed to get onto my... It certainly would have finished number one. I don't know if it would have made it onto the top 10. But I played the Xbox version on Rare Replay with a real controller in my hand, and I fucking loved this game i loved the art style i liked the way it controlled i liked the characters i liked the music i liked the collectibles this game is just charming as fuck i like that stupid witch that's like the final boss um i don't think it's perfect but i think it's very 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 good i think it's infinitely better than mario 64 and i think that's listen i don't want that that can't be understated because you all know what a giant mario homer i am I think this is better than it. I think Banjo-Kazooie stands up against some of the best Mario games I've ever played. It is so good. I really want to play Banjo-Tooie, but I'm also terrified to play Banjo-Tooie and then not love it. Uh, but yeah, Banjo-Kazooie fucking slaps. I'm 90% sure it's on Nintendo Switch Online if you have the expansion pack. It's also available again on Xbox with Rare Replay, or you could go out and get a physical copy of it for the Nintendo 64. Uh, if you like old school 3D platformers, so much fun so 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 much fun i fucking love i don't like i'm just repeating myself i just it's just a really fun video game very challenging but in a fair way fucks you around occasionally but despite the couple of things about it that pissed me off i just completely became enthralled with this game and when i was sitting down doing my rankings um I was working my way from Remember the Game Episode 1 to Remember the Game Episode 210. And anytime it was a new game that I played for the podcast, I went over to my Excel sheet and just slotted it in. That's how I do all my rankings, is I just go over to my list and I'm like, all right, where would I put this one? And Banjo-Kazooie got slotted in at number one back at Episode 81. And I kept expe expecting something to knock it out of that top spot and nothing did. It was just... Oh, I love Banjo-Kazooie. So much fun. So again, just to recap, my 10 favorite games that I've discovered since launching Remember the Game in order from 1st through 10th. Banjo-Kazooie, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Resident Evil 2, Streets of Rage 2, Diddy Kong Racing, Metroid Fusion, Final Fantasy V Advance, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Batman the Video Game, and Toe Jam and Earl. 10 outstanding games, and I want to thank all of you for making me play them, because I probably wouldn't have played any of these without y'all kicking me in the ass. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. It's been a while since we did one of these fun ranking episodes. That was good. Uh, we'll be back next week with Expansion Pass number 125. I have no idea what it'll be about yet that'll be up to all of you at the junior executive vice president level or higher and that'll we'll get that poll started uh fuck i'll probably start taking suggestions by the weekend i might even have you know what the suggestion thread will probably be up by the time this podcast goes live uh so we'll find out what you guys want me to talk about next week then but in the meantime and in between time thanks for listening take care of yourselves i'll talk to you on the next episode uh cheers goodbye so long banjo kazooie man go play it it's awesome 
Thanks again for listening. You can see a full list of every episode of Expansion Pass in the archives at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. We offer annual subscriptions that'll save you some money. 5% of our Patreon supporters donated to Extra Life for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton at the end of every year. It's about the best deal in the history of the universe. Hundreds of extra podcasts, access to our Discord, the ability to write into the show and play Play One, Remake One, Erase One, and so much more. Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. Thank you. Cheers. So long, whatever.